0: Hey everybody, I'm Dr. Andy Rourke and this is the Uncharted Podcast. Guys, today Stephanie Goss and I are diving into something that we are seeing a ton of and that's leadership, taking it really personally. Uh, Totally understandable. I think everybody's stressed, but boy, there are a lot of us out there who are getting requests from our staff and uh and feeling really judged or feeling really attacked and if that's you if you're like how could these people not understand what i do for them or i'm not feeling appreciated or i can't believe they would ask me that If those are the thoughts you're having this episode is for you let's get into it
1: and now the uncharted podcast
0: and we are back it's me And Stephanie, take another little piece of my heart now, baby. God, (laughs) I love that one.
1: Break it.
0: Break another (laughs) little piece of my heart because I'm your manager. (laughs) Oh, fantastic. How's it going, Andy? Oh, man. It's pretty darn good. Good. We are rocking and rolling around here the day this podcast comes out. I believe, if I am my math right, <laughs> we will be kicking off the first ever practice manager summit. Yay! For Uncharted, and it is uh, it's going to be a, a, a hoot, Nanny. It's 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 going to be a big, exciting, happy thing. We
1: got a lot of folks coming, and it's going to be good. I am so so excited. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I am super excited. We got that going
0: on. We got um, good God. We got. Uh, Instant team buy-in using a lean board coming up. I'm working on my personal branding talk. I just um, I did it for the vet students at NC State this weekend. Just to make sure it's polished enough and it's going to work the way I think for the for the people who show up for that. So yeah. uh, man, just making stuff, doing stuff. The practice is busy. Uh, life is life is good. We're rolling along. How about you?
1: It's good. It's it's super. It's super busy. You know the things are nuts. Uncharted is crazy, and the kids are, uh, you know, the kids and I are adjusting to all working from home in the same space at the same time, which is which has been uh interesting. And uh, things are things are good. It's really good. Yeah. yeah, it's busy. But spring is
0: gonna be here before you know it. I know. I keep I telling myself.
1: I know I can't wait. I need. I was standing outside last night barbecuing, and it was like 37 degrees. I had snow boots and a down jacket, and <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, "Oh, I cannot wait till spring."
0: You're such a, you're such a mom. <laughs> you're such a mom. I'll be the one who puts on my coat uh-huh. and barbecues in the snow.
1: It was uh it was definitely freezing, so <laughs> um, but yeah, we have um I'm excited about this episode. we got a, we've got a good one today, and it's interesting because we've had some conversations lately uh, between you and I, and i've I've talked to some fellow managers, and I've seen a lot really started kind of before the holidays, but has continued out now, I feel like into the new year where a lot of people are struggling with taking taking things personally with their team and struggling with um, not, not feeling gratitude and appreciation, but really just overall, even just little things that have nothing to do with them. And I know I've experienced this as a manager where somebody says something, it has nothing to really do with me, but it's so hard to not take it personally. And we had a really good example that we were talking about um, with a mutual friend of ours that we thought would be really good to talk about on the podcast. Cause it's a, it's a really kind of common one. The scenario mm-hmm. is a little bit different for everybody in their clinic, but I think it's something that a lot of us have, have faced. And so we thought we would talk about it. We have a, a mutual friend who has been having some challenges, with staffing since mm-hmm. since covid, but especially in the last few months and they they've really been struggling with some changes to their team and some people uh going out on quarantine and staying home and changes in just normal life people getting opportunities to go and do other things and while they have been super super happy for the members of their team who have um you know had opportunities to chase after dreams, they're also just really struggling with feeling burned out and and shorthanded and And uh, so this person had another team member come to them recently who's a newer team member. They've only been with them uh, just a couple of months. And they came to them and said, hey, you know, I have signed up for school. Unrelated to veterinary medicine, um, in in the human healthcare field, and I need to change my schedule so that I can be off on a on a specific consistent day of the week so that I can do school. And um, our friend said that they were re- really really struggling. Their their knee jerk reaction was no, no way, like I, I can't, like, no. <laughs> nope, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> And uh, and they they said that their first thought was that this person doesn't really actually want to become a veterinary assistant or a veterinary technician. And so they were like, my gut reaction was to just cut cut them loose now versus spending any more time training them. And they were really struggling with trying to decide how to move forward and whether it was short sighted. And it just seemed like a perfect uh, example for us to talk through kind of. In terms of how it's really easy to lose sight of things in the in the middle of it and really feel like something that is really not personal in any way, shape, or form feels so overwhelmingly yeah. personal.
0: Uh, okay. So I, I love this example. Let me say I'm a hundred percent on board with this episode because I see this every single day and it manifests differently. Mm-hmm. It's all wind it's all window dressing. It's all the same thing, right? But it's a hundred percent window dressing. Um, this. Let me just say, taking this thing personally is a hundred percent understandable. I have been there before. I will yep. be there again. <laughs> yep. Like, I, like I do not want anybody to think that I'm rolling my eyes at this, or you know, not not a hundred percent empathetic, understanding how it happens, because I absolutely, absolutely am. Which is which is why we need to talk about it, because right? we all end up here. If you're in a leadership role, you you end up here. So let me let me. Let me lay this problem back down. Um, Here's what happens emotionally. Like in in our friend, right? Sure. I have this person. They have this person. And the person's like, I am going to go to school. And I need to change my schedule. And and the uh, owner slash manager thinks to themselves, you want to change your schedule? You're clearly not committed to this job. In fact... It's probably not worth me even putting you on the schedule. Right. In fact, I think I'm going to eject you into the street right now. Because basically that's where we're going. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I get it. And I and I have been there. Uh-huh. That's a bit extreme. Right. You know, I think I think when we step back for a moment, we go, okay. This is a bit aggressive right. in our interpretation, but it is so, so common. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm laughing because I totally understand when you lay it out clearly like that. It mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I can totally see how irrational that response is. And at the same time, I 100% can see why they would feel like that. Oh, it, it, exactly.
0: Exact. It's, manis- it's a manifestation of anxiety, I, I think. Right. I I think this this reaction that we have, I have 100 percent had it, which is why I'm like, oh, no, that is it's a manifestation of anxiety. Like, I am worried about things. I am working as hard as I can work. You know, this pandemic has been hard. I am tired. I am stressed. And when someone comes and says something to me like I need to change my schedule. Anxiety does manifest as catastrophizing. Mm -hmm. This is the end of everything. This person is not the right person. They are going to leave or, you know, or I am going to fire them and then we'll be more shorthanded. And that will probably make other people upset. And then they're going to leave. And this is all going
1: down in flames. That's anxiety. Yeah. And it's and it's super easy to to understand how how and why they they would feel that way. And so I think a lot of this conversation has to do with headspace because a lot of it Mm -hmm. is in our head, right? Like the emotions and the importance that we tie to things like this and how how we react to them all have to do with our individual state of mind and Mm -hmm. our, uh, you know, mental presence with our team and also our emotional um, intelligence and our capacity for self-awareness.
0: Yeah, and I would would tie our... um our self identity into that as well. Mm-hmm. Like the way that we look at ourselves and how we judge ourselves. I, I think that's another big part of it. So, um, I see a lot of owners or managers who break their neck trying to, um, trying to make their hospital a wonderful place to be, you know, and yes. they work so hard and they desperately want to uh, have a wonderful culture and they're making changes and sometimes painful changes They may have let people go who were toxic for the culture, intentionally making their practice more shorthanded. And now they know that everyone is stressed. And so then when someone comes and says, I can't keep this up, this is too much, and I'm stressing out and I'm burning out and I have to make a change. It is easy to see how the management team who made the decision to jettison the toxic person or people and made us shorthanded how they might see that as a crushing criticism yeah. of them, you know, and their plan and, and their practice, and so those things absolutely play in as well. Uh, of of you know, I know you you're asking for something for you, but I am having a hard time not taking this as a crushing criticism of me, of my ability to recruit people to our practice, of my ability to pay people for their time. You know, all those things and this self, uh, like self worth, uh, just vibe kind of flows into it, and, and, and it, again, it just untethers you from the reality of the situation. It's this
1: emotional, you know, hand grenade. It's just, it's, it's so common. It's really funny that we're recording this episode right now because I've been holding that, <laughs> that hand grenade in my hand at the clinic for the last like three weeks. And it, mm-hmm. and I, it's 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 why this one is so uh, is so real for me because it is it's really hard, it's really hard, um, even when we practice self awareness and we practice you know mindfulness and things that can help us deal with the anxiety and and the stress and the overwhelm of being the boss and holding up the weight of the world on our shoulders. Like it is, it is really hard to do this. So let's um, let's talk a little bit about how to get into the right headspace to deal with this.
0: Well, I think one of the things that is helpful is what, is what you just said, what we're dealing with as a leader, it's honestly usually mirrored right back at us from the other side, because the person who comes and says to you, I'm going to school, or I need to go to school is often having all sorts of thoughts about their own self-worth. And sure. they say, I, I see myself as a loyal person. I see myself as a working person. I understand that we have made changes to try to make life better and I feel like by me going to school I am somehow telling you that I'm not on board with that or that I'm letting you down because you didn't know that that was going to happen and the emotions on that side of the table are sure. often just equally deep As and so it, it, it's I think it It helps me number one on, on the side of the table of the leader of the hire of the manager to say look this is this is not about me, and and it's, and it's not about them. You know, this is not an emotional decision. It mm-hmm. shouldn't be emotional for them, and it shouldn't be emotional for me. I I tell you this. I don't know if this story really relates. This is something that's helped me in my life. Um, you know, I did not enjoy high school. I, I like most people. I did not enjoy high school, and I look back at people who were mean to me in high school or people who said nasty things to me in high school. And I hate it. And it bothers me. Mm-hmm. And the thing in my life that I have found that has helped me let like all that stuff go is I have to look back at myself and say, in high school, I was emotionally immature. And I am absolutely certain that I said things that were nasty to people that I would be ashamed of today. Sure. And I know that I did that. And by forgiving people... Their emotional immaturity. I am able to forgive myself of my own emotional immaturity. You know what I mean? Uh huh. But I, I can't. I can never figure out how to forgive myself and still hold on to the fact that other people said nasty things to me. And I felt like I, I. The trick was I have to let it go, and then that lets me let my own stuff go, and it's all gone. Mm-hmm. And that, I hope that's not too far to go because in this scenario. If I can forgive the people who come to me for, um, for their decisions and for looking out for themselves and to try to do what's best for them, mm-hmm. then I can forgive myself for looking out for myself and trying to do what's best for me and what's right. best for, you know, and to meet my needs. But it's just as long as I don't forgive them, then I'm not able to reconcile my own thoughts about what my role is in this dance that we're going to be.
1: Yeah, that that makes a lot of a lot of sense, um, I think, parallel to that, the way that I have always processed things. It took, me a, it took me a long time as a manager to get to this place. But for for a long time now, the way that I have tried to really look at it is it's I can't. I can't take it personally. Like they're no. not intentionally trying to hurt me by telling me this. In fact, a lot of times, um, I've had team members come to me with, like you just said, with the anxiety of feeling like I don't want to disappoint you, I don't want to let you down. But this is something I need to do for myself. And I've had some of those moments of crisis with team members where they've been afraid to to tell, um, you know, the the practice owners via myself. Hey, I'm, I'm having a baby or Hey, my spouse, Mm -hmm. you know, is getting relocated and we have an amazing job opportunity, but it means we're going to have to move, you know, things that should be celebrated and be excited about that, that just come to the table with such trepidation. And it makes me really sad to think that people wouldn't um, be excited. And I know I felt that myself as an employee, like having to share um, news like that things that that are really good but really ultimately you you just it brings up so much anxiety about bringing it to the table and so so the way that i have tried to approach it as a manager for a long time now is is very much tied to what you were talking about in terms of letting go of things that that happened in the past and forgiving on both sides because Life happens. Like people right. people are going to change careers. People are going to move. People are going to have opportunities to grow and they should because if yeah. I sit back and have some self-reflection at the end of the day, if I had the opportunity for myself to grow or to change or have something happen that I needed for myself, I would absolutely want the person on the other side of the table to look at that in a positive way.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: just keeping that frame of mind has really really helped me. I've had a lot of conversations with team members over the years where they're like you're so calm. Like I was expecting you to kind of freak out cuz I know we're really short staffed already or I know, you know, somebody else quit last week or whatever the whatever the situation is and they're like you're just so calm about it. It's like I I can't I have a choice. I can yeah. choose to lose my mind and freak yeah. out about this. <laughs> Which does
0: does exactly zero good. (laughs) You know what I mean? And just makes the person who's going to do what they're going to do, it makes them angry or unhappy. Or at worst, it makes them feel attacked and then they get defensive. Right. And then how dare you treat me like that? You know what I mean? And now you're just taking this bad situation and just making it so much worse. Yeah,
1: yeah. So you know it's it's remi- reminding myself that I have a choice and how I react and how I choose to react makes all the difference for yeah. the person on the other side of the table and so that's um you know that's a tool which usually comes after we do headspace but that's that's something that has really served me well is remembering to just take a deep breath and and look at this from a place of happiness because yeah. I you know, I would want to be received the same way if I shared that kind of information with, with someone else, you know? I I think there's two
0: parts to that. I mean, I think I think part of it is the golden rule where I wouldn't right. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want people getting mad at me because I got accepted to vet school. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I don't want someone getting mad at me because My spouse got transferred and I have to move and I already feel awful about it. And now you're going to make me feel worse. Like, no, no, thank you. Right. So, so part of it is a golden rule. Part of it goes back to sort of the the high school thing I was saying about is I've just never been able to figure out how to not take something personally. And at the same time, think the person talking to me is a jerk. You know what I mean? Like I, I in order for me to just not take it personally, I have to, Genuinely, uh, let it you know let let it go for the other person. Like I, I can't. I just have to accept that they have their reasons. Really, I can only not take things personally if I assume good intent on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If I yep. think this person is a jerk and they're trying to screw me over, but I'm not trying to take it personally. I I, I can't do that. I'm going to fail. Yeah. Instead, I really do have to look at this through compassionate, uh, optimistic eyes and say. I hope this is perfect for you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I hope that you're getting get exactly what you want, and this is great. And, you know, I tell you, the other thing is it does get easier, I think, as as you go along. Maybe part of it is kind of where you are in your business. Uh, but I think it gets easier as you go along. I think at some point the most enlightened sort of managers and leaders that I know really are able to have this philosophy of, um, I suspect my people are going to leave, Right, you know, and the reason I suspect this is not you know, in any point of scissors, it's that I'm going to grow them. Right. You know, I'm I'm going to grow people, and I'm going to train people, and I'm going to empower people, and I'm going to make them better communicators and better leaders. You know, and and they're going to become more self-aware, and you know, and they're going to they're going to figure out what they really enjoy and how to leverage their skills. And mm-hmm. the downside to that is, <laughs> at some point, they often go. you know, I have grown to the place that I want to keep growing, you know, and and that means they go somewhere else. And, you know, my favorite cartoon is this cartoon of these two vets talking to each other. And one of them says, what if we train these people and they leave? And the other one goes, what if we don't and they stay? (laughs) (laughs) And And I think of that as like, you know, the downside to training people and growing people and investing in people is that sometimes they outgrow the position that you have for them. Yeah. Right. Like you don't need six practice managers. You know, you only, you only need the one. And so you can't, you know, you can't take it too personally when someone who's come and spent 10 years getting better and better and better and better says to you, Hey, I, you know, I'm ready for the next the next chapter, you know, and it is hard. I'm I'm not trying to downplay it. Like you should be fine with it. It hurts. It sucks. Right. But, but, but the most important thing is to to not take it personally. To not feel like, oh God, after ten years, I've invested in this person, invested in this person, now they're going to leave. I, I I think that that's a, a mindset that just makes you unhappy. And then, as you said, like, it does. You know. <laughs> This this it doesn't do me any good to freak out. It doesn't do me any good to feel this way.
1: Yeah, I I think um I think another thing too that is a struggle for a lot of us who are in a position of leadership, whether it's practice managers, practice owner, and really even a lot of managers sometimes struggle with the perspective, which is when we take a step back, the reality is is that people who have never been in charge, who have never owned their business, they they really can struggle with um relating at all to to where you are at and how mm-hmm. you are seeing the world right and that's that's not a bad thing they're not bad people because they can't see that they just don't get it and right. it's not their it's not their fault but a lot of us you know in that moment of panics tend to step on that button and think how can they not see that they're screwing us over? You know, like that's the, need, mm-hmm. the knee-jerk human reaction is True. is to feel like that. Well, I, I completely agree. So let's take an example. Um, let's say
0: that your clinic um, uh, is open on Saturday and you have someone who comes and says, I am not going to work on Saturday. Like I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. That is uh, personal time. That is wellness time. That is family time. And I am not going to work on Saturday." It is really easy as a business owner to lose your mind with rage. The flaming, (laughs) raging sword of justice unsheathed, taking heads. You know what I mean? Because here's the thing. I don't want to work on Saturday either, you know? And if you refuse to do it, that means more Saturdays for me, you know? Right. And I'm just trying to A, serve our community and our clients who clearly want to come in on Saturday when they're not at work. And B, it's our biggest revenue generator. And you guys want raises and you want benefits and you want perks. We need to work with when we make money, and that's Saturday. You know, and I, I I'm not saying every client has to work on Saturday, I'm just using it as an example. Right. But it is so easy to get furiously angry. When a person is at its core, making a very understandable request. Of course, they don't want to work on Saturday. Nobody wants to work on Saturday. No one's like, you know, what day I, I want to work? Saturday. <laughs> Never happen. So, so, so getting like so getting all emotional about it like it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Now that does not mean that you. I'm not saying you throw up your hands and go okay. Like I'm not saying that. What I am saying is no matter what. You are not going to do yourselves any favors by you know shooting your blood pressure through the roof and saying, "How dare you, sir? Right? How dare you say to me that you don't want to work? I you have never worked a Saturday like I have worked a Saturday. <laughs> like no, that's not helpful.
1: <laughs> okay. That's not helpful. Okay. So if we know that that kind of Knee jerk reaction happens to all of us, the best of us, and we know that it's not helpful. How how do we tackle? How do we tackle a situation like this? Okay,
0: so 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 there's there's two things. Number one, you have to set clear expectations for yourself, and number two, you have to realize what your job is. Okay, so so the the, to me the path to clarity and controlling my emotions is this. Number one. Uh, and again, some people really dislike it when I say this, and that's fine. And it, and I get why they don't like it, but I'm still <laughs> going to say it because it works for me. Okay. Um, I love my employees. They are not my friends yeah. in my mind. And I say that to you, Stephanie Goss, my employee. I say it with love <laughs> because you know I would do anything for you. Right. But the reason that I look at it for uh, and say, and I'll say the text, are not my friends, you know, or I will say, and I love my text and I want the world for them. But it helps me to say, this is someone who is on their path and they are working with us and I am working with them and I'm going to support them and I'm going to grow them. And if they outgrow what I have for them to do, I want them to go on what I don't want is for me to feel like I am tied to this person and they are tied to me and I am loyal to them and they are loyal to me. And if they leave, then they are abandoning me right. and I am going to be emotionally resentful. And so when I say I'm not their friend, it, it doesn't mean like functionally there's no difference. It's just that mindset helps me to say is a different commitment mm-hmm. than what I tend to think of as, as friends. Yeah. And so, so that, that thing of like, Hey, this person who came to you, they are not your friends stabbing you in the back and, and surprising you, telling you they're not going to support you in your effort to serve clients on Saturday. You are not, you're not Caesar. Like it's not a two you know <laughs> Like that's not what's happening here. It's, it's just, they are just a person who is a great person who you want to succeed and who you care about and who you look out for and feel very responsible for. And and they are trying to navigate their lives, which you don't know anything about, right? right? And right. so that, that is the expectation. The other part of that is to know your job. And here's your job. It is not to make that person happy. Right. Like, it's not your job to make people happy. Like, you can't do it. Only yeah. they can make themselves happy. Yeah. So it's not your job to be their friend. It's not your job to make them happy. It is your job as the manager, as the leader, To try to balance the needs of all the parties involved. Yeah. It is your job to balance the needs of the person who doesn't want to work on Saturday and the person who wants to go to school and needs to rearrange their schedule and the person who wants a raise. Yeah. And the person who uh, is brand new, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and wants experience— And the clients who are coming in who want great care and they are on a budget, you know, and, and you have to balance yourself and your needs, which means, are you happy? Because Mm -hmm. you deserve to be happy, Mm -hmm. right? Is this practice something that you're proud of? Is it living and representing your core values? Are you, you know, are you getting what you need out of this deal? Is your family getting what they need, right? Like, it's part of the balance. If like, if your family is falling apart because of your work thing then then that's not working for you and that needs to get back in balance i, I see people all the time who just sacrifice themselves and their family lives for their people and i would say you've forgotten what your job is yeah you know your job is to also balance your needs in this and and anyone who's tried to balance anything knows that it is not an exact science and it is not easy and it is not perfect And there's a constant state of adjusting and readjusting. And sometimes maybe you take a little bit too much for yourself and generally not. And other times maybe you're giving a little bit too much to this squeaky wheel over here. And we have to adjust back from that after a while. It is not your job to make this person happy. It is your job to look at all of the parties and do your best to balance those things. And if that means that this person leaves your office unhappy because you are not able to rebalance everything to accommodate him the way that he wants, then he's just going to have to leave your office unhappy and you shouldn't let that bother you.
1: Boy, it's a hard one. (laughs) It's a
0: lot. It's it's a lot, but it, but it really is the truth, you know, and it really is about trying to remove that, that emotion. And and I said, you, you know, as you pointed out early on, these people don't know what it's like to be in your shoes. They've never balanced all of these plates Right. And so when they say I you, you know I'm not happy with this resolution um that's okay. Yeah. And, and 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 you should know they they just they don't understand. Right. They don't understand all the things you have going and they're not going to. And you have to forgive them of that so that you can can let it go yourself.
1: Yeah. It 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 makes it makes total sense. And also I think it ties back to one of the things that we talk about a lot you know, when we talk about headspace, we talk about, you know, what, what is, what is, what, you know, are we safe when we have these conversations, but Mm -hmm. what is kind, you know? And for, for me, part of, part of the conversation I'm here, I think might, might be, you know, even in that knee jerk reaction, uh, there may be some small part of the lizard brain that is like, is it kinder to myself and kinder to the team as a whole to just, cut bait and run now, like, Mm -hmm. you know, let this person go and just move on. Is that the kind thing to do? Um, But, but for me, a lot of how I approach conversations like this comes from the place of what is kind. And if, and, and, am I, and am I safe to have this conversation? And you were just talking about, you know, if they leave the, if they leave the conversation or they leave your office unhappy, that's fine. A lot of, a lot of the time for myself, um, I don't know in the moment if I can, have the conversation and be safe and kind. And so sometimes mm-hmm. the easiest choice for me is to say, okay, I hear you. I need a few minutes or I need some time to wrap my brain around this because, you know, there's, I'm juggling lots of things and it's, I I absolutely see the impact to you and to your schedule. And I need to look at all of the pieces. Let's come back to this and then give them, you know, a time frame when you can come back to the conversation because, making the decision on the spot and giving a reaction on the spot often is not safe or kind for ourselves or for the other person or sometimes both. Well, you know, go
0: back to the metaphor of balancing all the things. I don't know about you. I am not smart enough or sharp enough on most days at most times to adjust the balance of everything and see all the ripples and repercussions, you know what I mean? Right. Uh-huh. Like on the fly. Yeah. And so I, I, I think that the smartest move always in these cases, if you can do it, and we'll, we'll get into this in a second in tactics is um, ask good questions. And there's, there's a question that I, that I like that I will lay out here in a minute, but ask good questions. And then buy yourself time to pragmatically assess the situation, yeah, like don't commit or 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 decommit, but rather work on this. And when I say, you know it's okay if they leave uh, unhappy, I think that ties back to what is kind, because mm-hmm. here's the thing: if I look at all the pieces and I say, "I can't have one person who doesn't work Saturdays because they don't want to work Saturdays. right. like that's I don't know how to justify that to the rest of the team that sets this precedent of the squeaky reel gets the grease and, and working Saturdays is not mandatory. It's either we all work Saturdays and that's what it is, you know, or, or we have some sort of system that lets people get Saturdays off based on some credentials or requirements or whatever, like whatever it is. But it's not just Jessica doesn't want to work Saturdays. And so she doesn't work Saturdays, but everybody else does. In fact, we work more Saturdays right. because, because right. she's off. Like if, if that's how it's going to be, like, no, you you either in or you're out. Um, is it kind for me to act like maybe that's not going to be the case and Jessica, why don't you hang on and maybe we'll see in the future when we set the schedule? Or is it kinder for me to just say I can't see a situation where one person doesn't work Saturdays and everybody else does? mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I feel like nobody wants to work Saturdays. And that is why we're all going to work Saturdays. And that's why we're going to be a team. Yeah. We're all going to do it, including me. We're all working Saturdays. And just let her get mad. But the kindest thing is for her to know that. And if she's really like, I'm not going to work on Saturday, it's better. Yeah, <laughs> It's probably yeah. better for all of us if that just comes out. Right. you know, And we deal with it as opposed to you know, waffling back and forth and she's mad and you're mad and people are writing emails and whispering in the back hallway. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I think it's just better. Just, you know, again, pragmatic assessment, you know, non-emotional look at all the things that we're balancing, get time to sit with the decision, make the decision, but ultimately clear as kind as Brene Brown says, this is what it is. And this is how I can help you and this is not how I can help you. And it's not my way or the highway. Maybe there's some give. Maybe there's, you know, um, a mutually beneficial solution there. Right. And we should work for that. But ultimately, you know, it, it's some people are going to be unhappy. And we have to know that that's just just the, the burden that comes with being the person who's balancing all the things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that what is kind is important. I, I had a conversation literally, uh, you know, an hour before we started recording. And we, and uh, I was talking to this person about someone that they who was working for them, and they were clearly frustrated. And it was you know it was just going back and forth. And I was, you know, what is kind? Is it kind to tell this person that you're unhappy with the work that they're doing or that it's not up to par? Right. And a- and ask them if they still want to do this work and just ask them, or is it kind for you to be angry at right. them? Mm-hmm. You know, and re- and come and talk to me about them? Right. You know, is that kind? Is that the best thing for them? It's definitely not the best thing for you. Um, what is kind? And, right, and it just it it just comes up so 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 often. Yeah. All right. Let's let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about how to actually start to have these conversations.
1: Okay, sounds good. Hey, Andy, I hear that there are some super exciting things coming up on the calendar. You want to give everybody a rundown on them?
0: Oh, boy, are there super exciting things. We've got all kinds of stuff coming up in about a week from the time this episode comes out. It'll be February 17th. We have instant team buy in the lean board with Mark Nunez. This is a practical tool for getting decisions made in your practice and getting your team to buy into said decisions. It is 90 minutes to the point you will leave with a tool that you can use. It is one of the most, if not the most, requested workshops we have at Uncharted because people in Uncharted use it and they love it and Mark keeps getting asked to do this. And so we're going to open this one up to the public. It's free to Uncharted members. It's $99 to the public. And March 28th, I am doing personal branding with Dr. Andy Rourke This is all about marketing as an individual. This is about building functional brands. When I say that, this is about getting opportunities, about getting clients in the door at your clinic, about growing revenues, actually doing work uh, with your art, whether that's writing or making videos or podcasting or doing photography or um, if you cross stitch and and write educational (laughs) things. I I don't know. Whatever you do, it doesn't matter. I will teach you how to build that into a brand that is actually worthwhile. This is not a social media class. It is not a basics of Facebook, class. none of that stuff. This is very much high strategy. This is a deep dive on marketing, using an, an individual as the focal point of said marketing. So that is on March 28th, that is also free to our members. There's a, there's a trend here, free to our members and $99 to the public, that's March 28th. I would love to see everybody there. Stephanie, what do you think, sound good?
1: I love it, now let's get back to the episode.
0: All right, so let's talk about how to actually approach these things I went I think you you said it beautifully uh, a while back is um we need some time often to think about the requests that are being made, yep, right? We've got clear expectations i am I am not it's not my job to make this person specifically happy. I am trying to balance the interests of everybody. This person does not know what I'm up against. they don't know me they don't they don't understand, and that's okay. I can accept that. I can forgive that and let and not take it personally because they just haven't been. I can try to explain it. I can, I'm going to work really hard to try to help them see all the things that I'm balancing. But ultimately, I'm not going to be offended, they asked, because they just don't. They're just asking mm-hmm. to see what's possible, mm-hmm.
1: you know? Yeah, so totally.
0: Don't take it personally. Totally. Uh, create time and space so that I can get away from it. I, it's it's 100% reasonable to be frustrated when you feel like you're drowning and someone comes and they tell you that they're going to go back to school. Uh I, rationally, you go. That's ridiculous. There's no reason for you to be frustrated. Well, human beings, unfortunately, are not rational beings, and we all get frustrated about things that maybe we shouldn't. And it's okay if you are, as long as you don't act on that.
1: Well, and I think for for me, one of the things that I usually need time to do is to ask myself some questions, like, um, you know, why why is this affecting me so strongly? Why is oh, this such a good question? You know, why is this upsetting? Me, why am I? Yeah. Why do I feel like I'm losing my mind now? <laughs> this Wait, person has come into my office. <laughs>
0: yeah. That's such a good question. I mean, you talk about some mental uh, judo to use on yourself is when they ask you and you get triggered. Number one, get some space, right? Get out of there, yeah. Non commit, don't say anything you're going to regret, don't make any messes you're going to have to clean up, just hear what they said and then get out of there. Even if you don't ask them the questions, you're like, I should ask questions. Like, no, if you're coming apart, if you're triggered, just ask them when you could set a time to explore this more thoroughly, you know, and 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 get away just to process some emotions.
1: One of, one of the tools that I have learned to use with my team over the years when they ask me a question, particularly when it has to do with scheduling, because this is a perfect example of, something that they don't understand if they've never done it. The schedule has so many pieces and so many layers. And when someone asks you about, hey, I need Fridays off so I can go to school, like I literally have to look at 25 other things to give you an answer to that question. And so now the thing that I ask them is um, or I put back to them is if you need an answer right this second, my answer is no because I, I I literally don't have the capacity to look at it and give you an answer other than no right this second. So would you like to wait for me to look at X, Y, and Z? And that will take me, you know, I can't do that right now, because I'm in the middle of something right. else, or I have so yeah, to get on the phone or whatever that whatever it is, because as a manager, as an owner, you're involved in 19 different things at one any given moment. So you know and so I ask them, do you need an answer right this second because if you do the answer is no and my team has learned when I put them back with that back on them to say, oh yep, nope, I'm good I can't I can wait <laughs> um, because they want the outcome to be in their favor right And so sometimes mm-hmm. it's, sometimes it's not sometimes I still have to go back to them and have that hard conversation but that has been an excellent tool in terms of training the team to understand the question that they're asking it feels really simple to them sometimes but it is not simple to you and is complex and layered and and i don't need to overwhelm them by telling them the 25 things i have to look at to give them an answer but i do need to i do need to set the expectation for them that this is not possible for me to just look at and give them a snap decision it's just not going to happen
0: yeah no i i i think that goes back to setting expectations and making space for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I like that. I really love what you said earlier about the question of why is this affecting me so strongly. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that that is so useful yeah. in, in coming up with a solution. So when the person comes in and they say, I don't want to work on Saturdays. Um, and I just am immediately triggered. If I can get out of there and say, okay, Andy, you got real mad when this person asked if they didn't, if they could get out working on Saturdays, what's going on with you, right? Why did you, why did you feel that way? Cause you mm-hmm. were clearly upset mm-hmm. and like, I, I have been using hashtag 2020. Um, I have been using this so often when I just, I find myself having arguments with imaginary people <laughs> and, and I have to stop and the healthiest thing I can do is be like Andy. You are clearly upset about this. Right. Why is this affecting you so much? Yeah. And it's a great self-awareness tool to help me go, oh, I'm really afraid of this thing, you know, or I'm really stressed out about this thing, or I'm really worried about this possibility. And if I can have that level of rational thought, then one, it helps me put aside the emotion because I now know what the underlying issue is and I'm consciously going to address it so I don't need to be emotional because... I'm going to have this need met. Um, and two, it helps me know better how to have the conversation going forward. Uh-huh. And so I can say to you, Stephanie, I understand that you don't want to work on Saturdays. I, I, I have some concerns about having one person who is not working on Saturday. And, and, and here, here is what they are. And now we are talking about, and I am laying out my concerns, and maybe you can help me address some of these. Maybe, maybe there are things we could do about these concerns that would still let you get what you want or some of what you want. Um, I don't know. I'm open to exploring those things. But I need to have my needs met. Because remember, it's my job to keep everything in balance.
1: Yeah, I think, um, I think asking yourself. Um, about you know what it what is upsetting you about this or what you know what meaning are you tying to this that you you may not see it in the moment is super important. I also think that it's um, on the flip side of that, it can be a struggle, but it is really important to remember that it is not about, you and when you're mad or you're upset or you're triggered by something it's really really easy to turn it around and make it about you and oh yeah and if you have that response with your team and and you make their problem about how it impacts you it's never really gonna go well (laughs) no oh no well you get you're
0: getting into some like a lizard brain evolutionary stuff you know what I mean like, when emotions start getting involved, our caveman mind is kicking in and taking over. Yeah. And it's going to start screaming about scarcity, about survival, you know what I mean, about yeah. tribal status, and all of these things that are just, again, like life or death and your cortisol level is going to go through the roof, and you are just set up to fail at that point.
1: Yeah. I think um, I think the, the other thing to... Um, question wise, that really helps me kind of get some perspective when I'm thinking about this, besides asking myself, you know, what it what is upsetting, is to think about, you know, what what do I need to actually fix this problem? So to give this person a solution, what what do I need? And walking myself through that mental checklist helps me move away from the caveman lizard brain where the raging mm. You know, flaming sort of justice wants to come out and I want to just be so freaking righteous and tell them off. You know, (laughs) like it helps it helps me move away from that place and into a calm, grounded place of reality of like, okay, you know, this is this is a problem that needs a solution. And I can't think about solutions besides like glaringly obvious ones if i'm not calm and so asking myself you know what do i need what else could this mean could there be opportunity here maybe this person needs friday off to go to school but maybe that means that i can now make them my permanent saturday person because i'm going to give them (laughs) friday off like maybe that solves two you know kills two birds with one stone and when you look at it from that place of of upset and being triggered it's really really hard to see that stuff so i always ask myself those three questions of you know what why is this upsetting me what what else could this mean or what else what other possibilities could be present here and what needs to happen for me to try and fix this problem
0: yeah I I completely agree the more that we can get this away from an emotional uh thing into a mutually beneficial problem-solving exercise the better Mm -hmm. off we are yeah the more that I can just set aside how I feel and just go okay she wants to adjust her schedule on friday so she can go to school okay how do i make this how do i get her what she needs and not just stay the same but but benefit the practice is uh-huh. there a way that i can benefit uh-huh. the team and get her what she wants and and if i can pull that off then great but but we have to go in there with a positive mindset and look for that opportunity, and that's why I just love that phrase, mutually beneficial problem solving exercise. Uh-huh. I, I just think that's that's absolutely key. In in order to get there, you're exactly right about about the strategy. One of the ways that we make it really hard to get there is that we do not explore the needs of the other side very well, uh-huh. right? And so the person comes in and they say. Um, I need to be off on Friday uh, so I can go to school, and we go oh Friday, and and, and we start trying to make plans. Well, the better solution is to come back and go. Well, why is it? Why is it just Friday? What 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 would the what would the schedule be? Is it all day Friday, or just part of the day Friday? Is it every day Friday? Are there other times in the week when you anticipate you would be more available mm-hmm. to take on mm-hmm. work? Is it your intention to try to keep a full schedule? Are you trying to step down in hours? You know, um, would you be open to maintaining a full-time schedule uh, working around your classes? You know, would you, are there half days mm-hmm. that you might work instead of full days? Things mm-hmm. like that. And it's question, question, question. I call it the, the, the five-fold why. I use this for all sorts of things. Why is that important? Why is that important? Why is that that way? Well, why would you choose that? Well, is there another way that we could do blank? You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And it really is just drilling into uh into what you need. Uh-huh. And if I can ask good questions and I get a good understanding of what does the rest of their schedule look like? Why you know, why um why is it just Friday and not other days? Is, does this thing only happen one day a week? Right. Uh yeah, it like I need to understand this, but it, it, it sounds so simple when I just lay it out like that and you go. Oh no one will forget to ask those questions, and I go. I assure you, when we get triggered, yeah, all of those questions go off the window, Absolutely. and then we just make these wild assumptions, yeah, and we try to make a plan based on these wildly incorrect assumptions, and we wonder why everybody's unhappy.
1: Well, and in this example, I mean, take a step back. This is a this is a new team member who has not been there very long, and has now said that they need Fridays off to go to a human, um, you know, healthcare program, uh, you know, school program. So one of the questions that I would want to ask them is why is this something that they've been is this something they've been dreaming about do they need more money do they you know like a lot of times we we don't ask really really simple questions and in the moment like you just said so so hard to do that but but starting at the top and rolling it back say well why do you want to go into this program what is like i just i would just love to know i want to know what what is important about this to you is it that they've had a dream since they were a child of you know getting into human healthcare which is weird to me because humans are gross but you know some people think like that like maybe that's their dream and maybe you can support them on the way to that dream and still have a quality employee; those two things are not mutually exclusive. But when we oh. are in that moment of total panic and trigger, you can't ask yourself those rational questions. But you you need to be able to because a lot of times it can be a mutually beneficial solution, like you were saying for 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 both sides. Oh, sure.
0: Well, I mean, and to, to your point, like that's a great question. If this person says to you human healthcare is my dream ever since I was a child. And right. now I want to go back to school. That was the kindest thing they could do to uh, you. Yes. Is to just tell you yes. this is what it is. And g- let me know now, you know what I mean? So, so that I'm not angry or resentful later on when I send you to, you know, vet conferences and all these things and you, and you just invest into you and then you leave. That's what yes. I, if someone ca- comes to you and says, I'm doing this until I get into medical school, at which time I'm going to go, mm-hmm. then I am going to say, great, mm-hmm. thanks for letting me know. Yeah, absolutely. And and then I am going to know that that is the plan, and I am going to know that that is what's going to happen, and I am going to make decisions with that knowledge, and I'm not going to be resentful. And, hey, like, am I going to, you know, jettison someone who could give me two good years uh, of work you know what I mean before they go right just because I know I won't have them after two years like there's a lot of other people I've had come in and they're gone in six months right and you know and yep yep <laughs> and for like, a, wow, for compl- heavily yep <laughs> Like, I don't want to penalize people for being open and transparent with me. Yes, you know I'm going to take that information. I'm going to use it to balance things the best yeah. way that I can. Yeah, um, and I'm going to appreciate the information. But yeah, it's 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 all sort of the perspective that you take on it.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: I think that's about all that I have got. I think we've, uh, I think we've covered this pretty well. Have you got any last parting? Thoughts, pearls, words of wisdom?
1: No, I you know, I would just I would just say hang in there. Like I feel this one so hard, you guys, because it's it's really, really hard. Um, especially in the moment, when you're a when you're a practice owner or you're a practice manager to not take it personally because you feel like you're holding up the weight of the world. And I think it's important to just remember that for the person on the other side of the table, they're holding up the weight of their world mm-hmm. and allowing you both to have the time and space to think about that and not come at it from that place of like, Oh my gosh, I'm just going to fire them right now because how d- how, you know, how dare they want to do something besides vet med being able to walk away from that panic and, and calm down and, and really think it through helps, helps so much. So, so yeah. much.
0: That's fantastic. I, 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 completely agree. The only other thing I would say is remember your safe conversations, yeah. right? I don't want to talk to this person until I can, smile at them, yep. sit next to them, until I can assume their intentions are good, until I can recognize uh, that maybe they've been set up to fail. Maybe there's information that they don't have yep. that I have, you know, and until, um, until I can take some responsibility, you know, what is my fault, If until I can take some responsibility and say, well, maybe I didn't communicate this or, or that. Uh, I need to be able to look at those things. And the last thing is the E is the end result. What do I want to accomplish here? And if I don't know what I want to accomplish in this conversation, I'm probably set for, for, for disaster. So safe conversations. Can you smile at them? Are you assuming good intent? Have they been set up to fail? And what is the end result that you want to achieve? Uh, put those things in your mind before you actually talk to this person. And I, I think you're going to be in a good place.
1: I agree. I love it. Have a fantastic week, you guys. Yeah, gang. Take care. We will. Uh, yeah, we will uh, talk to you guys again soon
0: and that's our episode guys i hope you enjoyed it i hope you got something out of it i hope it uh, made you think if it did please share it with your friends uh and uh and if you want to do something nice for us a good old-fashioned honest review at itunes is about the nicest gift you can give it really makes a difference to me and stuff it helps people find us it's you know it helps us show up in the old algorithms as they say but anyway guys enough about that have a great week take care be well we'll talk to you soon bye